You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Reese Kiaina, and thank you so much for joining our worship service this morning. In Matthew chapter 28, it says, Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near. In this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the patience of all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. I hope you've been encouraged this morning by our worship service uh, through singing, through praying, through hearing to an amazing story of glory by Karen Ellis, as well as participating in communion. You know, next week on October 18th, we will be taking up a world missions collection that the monies that we collect will support churches in these five areas of the world, in the Southwest, in the Caribbean, Lebanon, Tijuana, and the Philippines. You know, we call it a world missions collection because the money we collect is going to go toward the making of disciples and saving many souls. Well, some have asked, well, where does the money that we collect go? Well, you can look how it's divvied up here. 5% will go to the Southwest, Lebanon is 15%, Tijuana is 20%, and the Caribbean and the Philippines will be getting 30% of the total collection that we have, and you can give it Tidely or CCB under special missions. Now, today's lesson is going to be a little bit different than the normal sermon, because uh, it, it consists of five brothers who will be highlighting the power of the gospel in the churches in these five different areas of the world. And I'm going to start us off today. You know, in what I'm excited about in terms of our global ICOC family, ICOC stands for the International Churches of Christ. And there are over 600 churches in 150 nations. I'm so proud of that to see how God has blessed our fellowship over 40 years. But all of our churches have been broken down into 34 geographic families. And the family that the L.A. church, the church that you're a part of, is in, is called the Pacific Southwest Family of Churches. Now, in the Pacific Southwest Family, we have 23 churches in our neck of the woods here in the Pacific Southwest. And those 23 churches comprise of, have a makeup of over 9,600 disciples. And out of those 23 churches, you can see where, where all those churches are at right now. In Arizona, in California, in Hawaii, in Nevada. We have five churches in Korea uh, as part of our Pacific Southwest family of churches, as well as the Ulaanbaatar Church in Mongolia. I mean, it's so amazing to be part of a fellowship like this. Now, one of the things that we do in the Pacific Southwest is that we are... Uh, going to be taking up a special contribution so that 5% of the special that we take up will go specifically to the Hilo Church as well as the Flagstaff Church in 2021. I'm so encouraged that we're committed to strengthening the churches in our neck of the woods here in the Pacific Southwest. 
And so we look forward to an amazing contribution that's going to be coming up, as well as the four other presentations that are going to be said right after this. Thank you. Shalom, family. My name is Greg Sewell, and this is my beautiful, wonderful, talented wife, Stacy. We're blessed to be your Metro LA Caribbean World Missions reps for this year. I'm a first-generation Caribbean American, and Stacy is from the Caribbean. So we're fired up to see the miracles God will do there through all of us. Tonight, we'll share briefly about the needs and how you can help. As Greg said, I was born and partially raised in Jamaica. I'm excited that we get to partner with my homeland and the surrounding islands to meet the needs of our brothers and sisters there and to advance the gospel as well. Yep. Our goal for Caribbean missions is to live out 2 Corinthians 8, 7, which says that since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. And now we'll learn a little bit more about the mission field. The Caribbean is an area consisting of 34 countries and about 40 million people. God has granted a part of our church in 13 of the 34 countries. And the 3,200 disciples across the Caribbean are avid beachgoers. They love to get together and have good times sharing God's love with their neighbors. In other words, they're a lot like us. It's split into two parts. In the Western Caribbean, we have Dominican Republic, Jamaica, Bahamas, Puerto Rico, and Haiti. In the Eastern Caribbean, we have the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, St. Kitts, Barbados, St. Vincent, Grenada, Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana, and Suriname. What's their dream? Their dream is to partner with us. They can't save the Caribbean alone. They need our help. They need us to help build the kingdom strong. Let's build with them if we can in person. You know, and from your house, you can support the training of leaders and missions to different countries. Now, let's hear a little bit from the disciples in the ministry there. From La Isla de Puerto Rico, Jesus Jimenez Cruz. From St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands, Dean and Melissa Bump. From St. Kitts, Aikisha Turo. From St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Almando and Janelle Quau. And their cute daughter, Mackenzie. From Barbados, Andy and Marva Small. From Grenada, the Spice Isle, Rhett Dopwell. From Trinidad and Tobago, Naninho and Marlene Lafleur. If you're Trinidadian, you know about the jumping wave. From Guyana, Errol Cummings. From Suriname, Delano Pinas. Correll and Zigleen Portorejo. Up here on the stage is represented 13 islands and countries. Are represented on the stage over 3,000 disciples in the Caribbean region. And I just want to share real briefly about this group. Uh, one of the things I, I, I want to share about them and ask for your prayers. 
is that I am very proud of this group, first and foremost, because we're friends and we're brothers and sisters. Amen. I say often, we don't, only, we don't only just love one another, we actually like one another. <laughs> Second, more than half the people on the stage are not in the full-time ministry. Eight of the 13 churches in the Caribbean are led by non-full-time people. Tomorrow, a large part of this group goes home to their jobs, to their kids, to preparing sermons when time is left over. And so I ask for your prayers because many of these people, they would probably not consider themselves this, but I look at them as heroes. Because of their sacrifice, because of their love for God, because of their love for their country. Okay, that was really great. How can we give? How can we partner? We can give to Missions Contribution through CCB and through Tithely on 1018, which is our World Mission Sunday. We can work with the Caribbean Mission Support Group to get involved, meeting specific needs, and we can learn more by going to our website, metrolaregion.com, reacheverybeach.org, to get more on the Caribbean Mission Society. How can we partner? We can join the Caribbean Mission Support Group to build relationships and learn more about the needs. We can support opportunities there to share with Caribbean disciples. We can host Zoom calls. We can just get all into each other's lives and just have a great time. We can even sponsor or go on a Caribbean missions trip. And we are so grateful to be able to partner in this way. That's it for now. Have a great day. To God be the glory. Hi, family. I'm Darius Simmons, and I have the World Missions Report for Lebanon. There's Lebanon, right in the heart of the Middle East. Our brother, Mafid and Jesse lead the church in Beirut, and God is using them in a powerful way. One scripture that is really on their heart is Romans 8, 28, which reads, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. This scripture describes our brothers and sisters in Lebanon. Mofit shared with me that the church has faced so many challenges since last October 2019, beginning with the civil revolution in Lebanon, which led to falling of the government, the huge inflation in currency, the breakdown of the banking system, thousands of people out of work, and many people have used up their savings and their retirement. Protests nationwide have been triggered all over the country. And then August 4th, the explosion hit and it was devastating. It destroyed the city and killed many people. Mofit said that many people even still today have no place to stay and many have left the country. How is the church responding to all this? They've turned to God. He told me that from the very beginning of the revolution, they decided to pray for the lost souls. They decided to pray for the lost souls. And every night at 9 p.m., they pray together. They did a 21-day Daniel fast, requesting God's intervention and miracles for Lebanon. They started online Bible studies and connecting. And as a result, they have disciples throughout the whole country of Lebanon now. And they're praying for more part-time and full-time workers so they can plant the new churches in those new cities. 
God is moving. They started to rebuild their community, helping to fix doors that have been blown out and windows that have been busted, taking food to people in their community. So much of an impact they've made that a local news station invited Mofi to an interview to ask why they were doing it. And he said, quote, God has called us to serve and love our fellow human beings. We do not pick and choose which person we will serve, whether he is Muslim or not. We knock on every door. And as a result, God has been blessing them. They've had 17 baptisms so far this year. And God is continuing to add to their number. Even four of those people who got baptized happened after the explosion on August 4th. Right now, I want to show you a video. Hello, everyone. It's been a month since the explosion. Are we tired? Yes, we are. People still suffering. Many are still suffering and facing so many challenges. Are we giving up? We're not gonna give up. Our program, Let's Rise Up and Build, it's still on and we're going to really support the people of Beirut because of your donations, because of your generosity, because of your prayers and support from all over the world. We were able and we're still able to do this. We will continue. Till now, we have worked in 50 houses, fixing the windows, the doors, the glass. We have distributed about 400 uh, food parcels to 400 families. We are preparing for a water filter program to provide clean water for many families in Beirut. And we're continuing with our psychosocial support to really uh, be there for the parents, be there for the children. It's going to be a long process. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be really a long year for so many out there, but we're not going to give up. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you so much for your support. God bless you. God is good and God is working. Let's continue to sacrifice and give to support the great work that is happening in Lebanon. To God be the glory. Thank you. Good morning. It is an honor and a privilege for me to speak on behalf of my brothers and sisters in Tijuana. You know, Tijuana is an amazing city. It does fulfill all the negative stereotypes you have of a third world metropolis, right? Crime and shanty towns, a.k.a. barrios, uh, poverty. But, you know, it's also really elegant. It's got incredible art, incredible cuisine. Yes, it does. Uh, incredible music and museums. Um, it's an amazing city located just on the other side of San Diego across the U.S.-Mexico border. If you want to go there, you just jump on the 5 South. It's the very last exit. And it's also home to these beautiful people. This is the Tijuana Church of Christ. Um, you know, three things that this church is known for is love, sacrifice, and if you've been down there, hospitality. In fact, if you ever want to feel like royalty, go visit your brothers and sisters in Tijuana. You know, another thing they're known for, though, is also their visionaries. They've actually sent out two mission teams. Uh, they've been there for 26 years strong, and it's a tightly knit family of 225 disciples. Back to the two mission teams. They actually, about three years ago, they sent a team to Ensenada, uh, about 75 miles just south of Tijuana, down the uh, Baja California Peninsula. And I'm telling you, there was no one more excited than Miguel and Carmen when this 
church was planted. For seven years, Miguel and Carmen were traveling from Ensenada to Tijuana every Sunday to attend service. So they're fired up. Now, one thing that the, that the Tijuana church really wanted me to communicate to you is that 100% of the money that we're donating to Tijuana is actually going to be redirected to the Ensenada church. You see, Ensenada thrives on tourism. And with COVID, tourism took a plunge. And needless to say, our churches down there have really struggled economically. And the timing was pretty off, too, because they had just hired a couple to lead the planting down there. This amazing couple here was uprooted from Mexico City. And after months of interviews and prayers and uh, advice, they were appointed leaders of this planting. He showed up one week in March. Next week, it was time for quarantine. They uh, brought their daughters, Daniela, 17 years old, and Brenda, 13 years old. Their names are uh, Raul Archundia and his wife, Laura Rivera. Now, this is an amazing couple, and I really need to tell you more about them. Uh, Raul has been a disciple for 25 years. I've had the privilege of talking to him, and it's amazing just uh, everything he's gone through and how seasoned this brother is. Uh, Trials and tribulations. This brother's faith. Totally on the rock. Nothing sandy about it. Uh, he's an engineer, went to a great college in uh, Mexico City, was also a business owner. Laura has been a disciple for 24 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and a makeup artist. They've been married for a total of 19 years. This is the church of Ensenada. These are the uh, families down there. And the one thing that they really wanted me to convey to you, the one message they really wanted me to convey to you, because they understand that this is a sacrifice for us. And they also understand that this is what helps them at this point really um, thrive and really maintain the leadership they have right now. And the message they wanted me to convey to you was, muchas gracias. I hope you are inspired and encouraged by the brothers' presentations this morning, highlighting what God is doing in these churches. I want to remind us that next week we will be taking up our world missions collection. The money we collect is going to go to these five areas. Uh, what an upward call it, uh, for us in Metro LA as we got to hear uh, what God is doing in these churches. You know, it's easy to think about the world missions collection as a time where it's about giving money. But in actuality, it's about giving a person the opportunity to experience the power of the gospel in their land. It's so powerful that God's love can not only change a life in the present, but could absolutely change their destiny for all eternity. Lives will be changed. Families will be reconciled. Towns will be inspired. And perhaps cities even changed because of the money that we give to the brothers and sisters in these areas. Hope can be restored, and that is what we're giving to next week. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. Have a great day. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.